Women as One promotes talent in medicine by bringing the unique talents of women to the forefront. We believe that, as one, women can use their collective voice to change the landscape of medicine. Hi, my name is Tracy Wong. I'm a cardiologist at Duke University, and I direct the health services uh, research and outcomes group at DCRI. I took a little bit of a circuitous path to medicine. I started out wanting to be a basic science researcher. I had a lot of fun in the lab pipetting and writing grants, and my advisor had recommended that I apply as an MD-PhD candidate, which I did, but that was my first exposure to medicine during the medical school part of that training program, and I fell in love with clinical medicine, and pretty soon thereafter transitioned from a focus in basic science to one that's focused more on taking care of patients and doing research to meet clinical needs. My name is Clara Santarriaga. I'm the head of the cardiology section of University Pontificia Bolivariana in Medellin, Colombia. So when I was a little girl, I had a past medical history of asthma. So my mother brings me to the doctor very often because I have these episodes of wheezing and I cannot breathe uh, good. And I was fascinated with the environment of the doctor's office. For me, it was like a new world and I was so impressed with the way that the doctor was treating me and how he can improve my health. So as a little child, I decided that that's what I want to become when I grow up. Well, this is something that when I try to explain, it's like when you explain, how did you fall in love with something? I was a medical student and we start to learn how the heart works. So I find that the heart was the center of everything in the human body. Uh, the heart was a really smart organ that has an electrical system and also was very integrated with everything else. So I was fascinated for that and I found out that cardiovascular diseases are really important as a main public health problem. So I decided that there was a lot of things to do in this field, a lot of things to do research and to improve the quality of health in my country. That's why I decided to become a cardiologist. My name is Dr. Dawn Abbott. I'm an Associate Chief of Faculty Development and Academic Advancement at Brown Medical School and Director of the Interventional Cardiology and Structural Heart Disease Fellowship Programs here, and I'm an Associate Professor of Medicine. For me, the decision to go into medicine was made at a very young age. My parents and grandparents tell me by the age of five, they already knew I was going to be a doctor. During high school, I sought out opportunities such as becoming an emergency medical technician or volunteering with the fire department or anything where I could observe clinical care being delivered and learn about the medical field. I went to medical school at the University of Chicago Pritzker School of Medicine. It was a tremendous experience and the atmosphere there was very open to inquiry and for each individual student to find their passion. As a third year medical student, I was very interested in surgical subspecialties, possibly based on my history with emergency medicine, but also due to some personal experiences and being very active and wanting to do a procedural specialty. During the third year rotation, I was 
placed on a cardiology elective. And at the end of that month, I was aware of the specialty of interventional cardiology. And I was actually urged by one of the attending cardiologists to consider interventional cardiology as opposed to pursuing a field such as vascular surgery uh, because of the developing technology in that field and also the ability to train in medicine, it seemed a very uh, possible and viable career for me. I am pretty lucky to have essentially two major jobs. Uh, one part of my job is taking care of my patients. I see the patients in the hospital, I see the patients in my clinic, and I think, you know, certainly the acute care aspect of cardiology really appeals to me. I like, I'm a very action-oriented person, but seeing patients in clinic and being able to follow them over years and sometimes decades, that is an extraordinarily satisfying experience as well. The research side of things is what keeps me going. I tend not to like doing the same things over and over again, and on the research side, it gives me a chance to really be able to change how I practice based on the research that I do, and it also fills a lot of the questions that I do research on and being able to detect gaps and figure out how do we close those gaps with the research that we do here. Because heart failure is a fascinating field, because all of other cardiovascular disease, ischemic heart disease, arrhythmias, um, valvular disease, everything at the final stage becomes in heart failure. Those patients are undertreated. They have a lot of needs of an specialized care. And for example, in Colombia, in my country, there was no heart failure clinics. Uh, we were just starting to do heart transplant here maybe 15 years ago in Colombia. But I found out that we have a lot of things to improve and to do for this huge population and also heart failure patients in Colombia are younger. We have different etiologies, different ischemic heart disease here. So I think that we have a really important need to improve the care of our patients here. And there are a lot of things to do in heart failure. That's why I decided to do my training in heart failure. It's actually to have a well-balance between your life and your work. I think that maybe this is one of the most difficult things that we have to do, and this is one of the challenges that we have. This balance between your work and your personal life. I feel very fortunate that every day I go to work, I'm looking forward to it. Cardiovascular disease is a specialty where you interact with patients of many ages, I've had patients with PCI procedures or heart attacks as young as age 17 and as old as age 102. You see people from all different backgrounds, different sexes, different professions, and it really allows you to connect with people in many ways. I think for me, being a physician is being a trusted individual, someone who can not only offer them relief of their pain or suffering, but also help guide them in their you know, choices in their lifestyle and, and hopefully living longer and better. Being an interventional cardiologist has its challenges and those are also some of the greatest benefits. I would say keeping up with technology, continually being humble and open to learning from others. When I trained in 2001, it was, we were just starting to get drug-eluting stents. The field of structural heart disease really was just an idea. And, you know, even endovascular procedures were just starting to be done by cardiologists. So the challenges 
to find ways to continue to training and expanding your repertoire of, of procedures and skills because to be an excellent interventionalist means that you have the capacity to build and continue to learn these new techniques. At Duke, I think we're very successful in recruiting women and developing women as successful clinician investigators because we really dedicate a lot of effort to doing that. We want to make this environment as attractive to women as possible, and we want to make sure that this environment is conducive to career development as a uh, woman clinician and woman scientist. For example, we have uh, some really great role models for women physicians here. Many of our high-ranking leadership positions are occupied by women who serve not only as leaders of the health system, but as role models for developing clinicians or developing investigators. Ten years from now, I certainly hope to be able to see a lot more women within the field of cardiology. Certainly on the research side of things, there is lots of room for improvement there as well. I'd like to see more women PIs of studies, as well as women who are leading some of the key groups that allow the research agenda to move forward. All of this requires dedicated work. It also requires that we make sure that these opportunities are in fact equal opportunities for both men and women. You know, I live in Colombia and in South America, the traditional role of woman always has been like the mother uh, in the house, <laughs> taking care of everybody. So now I see that these things are changing. Are changing. I see that now my medical students and my residents and my fellows I can see that they are more women doing this role. So I think that we should convince women that if they want to become a cardiologist, if they want to be involved in a medical field that traditional is being for, for men in societies like this, that you can do that, that the women have a very strong ability. I would say to women who are considering uh, cardiovascular disease or any other field that requires intense commitment, which is most medical fields, that really there are no limits to what you can do and the rewards clearly outweigh the length of training, which is one consideration. Women should feel empowered to follow their interests, to feel supported, and cardiology historically has been a field with low representation of women, but I see now by mentoring medical students and early career residents that the barriers are being broken down and people are less intimidated. And so I would say if there are people who are telling you it's not possible, you need to block out those people and find the people that will support you in your interest because it's a phenomenal career for both men and women.